Quantum Alchemy Radio, where a new perspective is a new reality. One slight shift. Imagine that one slight shift in perception can cause our perspective to become a new reality. Why not you? Why not now? Join us. Hello and welcome everyone to Quantum Alchemy Radio. My name is Anya Sophia Mann. I am your host for today's show. It's an honor, a privilege, a pleasure to be here. And I am in love with Quantum Alchemy Radio. And the thought of this becoming contagious excites me so much. Tips, tools, techniques, all of it I'm offering all from years of coaching and consulting. So get out your journals and each time you listen to the show, whether you're listening live or through the archives, capture some of those tips, tools, and techniques and apply them in your everyday life and share them with others. Today's show is, do we even know what love really is? And how can love heal? So do we even know what love is? And how can love heal? With a big question mark after that. So I'm very excited for what conversationally will unfold today when we bring in Ruth, the co-host. And also there's five segments to the show today, as always. So in the beginning, the co-host and I will be chatting having dialogue, conversation on today's topic, and then in segments two, three, and four, we will do the live coaching, and depending upon the amount of callers, we'll continue that dialogue. I'm excited to really get going with today's show. And then in the last segment, Ruth and I will begin weaving things together about what unfolded for today. I'll go into doing a quantum moment, which is about two minutes of just going into our inner world and relaxing, and I'll also do, um, I'll go into the tenet, the conscious journey tenet in the light of a new day. So here we go. Let's cross the pond and see if Ruth is here. Ruth, are you here? Hi, Anya. I'm here, and hello to all our listeners. (laughs) I didn't cross the pond. I should say what? Jump over the pond? What is that pond anyway? I'm not good at geography. Is it the Atlantic Ocean? The Atlantic Ocean. Oh, okay. Thank you, Ruth. (laughs) Now you understand, folks, why I have a (laughs) co-host to fill in the blanks. Yeah. So, Ruth, how's it going? Our intention strongly and committedly is to become contagious. How are we doing with the numbers as to the listeners and where they're from? Brilliant, brilliant. Over 3,000. Yay! And we've only been going 13 <laughs> weeks. That's amazing, isn't wow. it? Wow. That's impressive, actually. I'm excited. Listeners, thank you so much for sharing Quantum Alchemy Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so that we've got people from all over the world, uh, France, Spain, Belgium, and the UK, in Europe, Germany as well. And then in the uh, in the Eastern Europe, we've got Serbia, which for people who don't know, it's just north of it's just north of Greece and just uh, just west of Italy. If you just look on a map, it's just west and up a little bit from Italy. <laughs> and then uh, we've got, of course, we've got we've got a, 
a lot of states in the USA. We've got Illinois, Colorado, Florida, Oregon, Georgia, New York, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, California, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Nevada, Alabama, Arizona, Massachusetts, Texas, Wisconsin, Hawaii, Arkansas, and Kentucky. Ooh. So that's the state so far. The one that I put out before, Ruth, was it, um, you know, I was requesting, come on, someone from Hawaii, and that came through. And, and am I still um, waiting on the request that I put out a week ago for Alaska? Yeah, you're waiting on oh, Alaska. Oh, okay. Tell your friends. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're still in hibernation in Alaska, though. It is pretty cold uh-huh. up there. <laughs> and so, yeah, we've got all this, you know, a lot of states in Canada, Australia. We've, we've got other countries, Singapore, Mexico, India. So, yeah, uh, we've got, we are global now. We are definitely global. We just want people in you know, different countries and different states to, to join us and, and tell us where you are so we can add it to our list. Mm. Awesome. 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 Ooh, country-wise, everything. Ah, that's great, Ruth. Very excited about that. And today's show, do we even know what love really is and how can love heal? And the piece piece that um, doesn't, actually doesn't surprise me, Ruth, is when you mentioned the other day, and, and on another level, I really knew this, you know, people really don't understand what love really truly is. And let's really look at that today. And the number one Googled phrase in 2012 was, what is love? The number one Googled phrase in 2012. That, that speaks volumes to me about where we are on, uh, you know, in our um, quest, really, in our, our quest for what is love. So let's go there today. Let's start as we usually do. Let's look at some definitions, some current definitions, Ruth. Okay. Well, the first place we usually go, our first port of call is Wikipedia. So thank you, Wikipedia. (laughs) So (laughs) the Wikipedia definition is Love refers to a variety of different feelings, states, and attitudes that range from interpersonal affection, as in, I love my mother, to pleasure, as in, I loved that meal. It can refer to an emotion of a strong attraction and personal attachment. It can also be a virtue, representing human kindness, compassion, and affection, the unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. So that's mm. our Wikipedia definition. Wow. So is there, you know when you do the, the root of it, root, is, the, is there a root to the word love? There is, but I couldn't really go, go back very far with that. It, it seems to have just come from a German, uh, you know um, English is known as a Germanic language, and so when you actually look up the etymology of, of love in, in English, you, you actually get um, lufa, which is a, a, it's like love, only uh, spelt with a, with a V and, uh, or an F, depending on, um, depending on which, uh, which uh, dictionary you're looking at. It's lufu, L-U-F, 
you, which is the old English word for love, which comes from the German word, which they think it comes originally from the Sanskrit, which is Indian, which is lubiati, which means desires. But originally it comes from a Germanic word, lufu, which means love as well. So it looks as though it's one of these words, interestingly, one of the few words whose meaning has become whose meaning has not become distorted over the years. Oh. You know how last, last week we looked at bullying and the, the origin of the word b bully, bully was bule, mm -hmm. which meant lover. So that, mm -hmm. that word had totally, the meaning had, had totally become the opposite of what it originally meant. But it looks as though right. this word, love, has been a, pretty much a constant. Very interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Well, for me, and I actually have written on this and speak about this a bit, love simply in its, in its simplest understanding in the moment, listeners. You know, let's just try this on for size. Love is a feeling. Love is a feeling. And if you really just sit with that, as I have done for myself and shared with others, you will see that um, that feeling of love deviates as if it were on a spectrum or a slider scale. It deviates throughout the day. Just, just an idea to pay attention to that while asking the question, what is love really? And if love is a feeling... Let me pay attention today to where I am feeling that love. For example, I love my car. Oh, I love chocolate ice cream. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, I love my grandchildren. I love myself in this moment. Not always in this moment. I love myself. I love my mother. I love my father. I love the book. Just notice, if love is a feeling, notice how you feel as you say and express the word love. That's all, just as an experiment. And then let's move into one more piece, and that is love, for me, is higher thought about anything, person, place, or situation a higher thought. For example, if, if some situation has come into my space and I'm thinking, uh, I'm not liking this, that, that's, you know, that person's an idiot, higher thought might sound something like, well, wait a minute, you know, let me take that label back off that person that I just stuck on them. And let me just be with what did that bring up in me when they responded to me that way or whatever. What did that bring up in me? Oh, I felt rejected. Okay, now I'm beginning to move into higher thought about the person, place, or situation. So I'm moving, into the, in, moving them into the vibration or the frequency of love. And again, what is love? Let's look, look at a third idea. Love is the highest frequency of light, the highest frequently, frequency of light. And now that 
brings me, Ruth, back into show number one, where we, mm. you know, with that that was an amazing show, all about light, and that we are beings of light. Maybe say a little bit about that, Ruth, and then we'll move into a 30-second promo about my practice and how people can connect with me. And then we'll check in and see about callers and do some live laser coaching. Sure. Well, um, show number one was where we actually looked at those wonderful articles about science showing that our DNA actually emits light. And that our cells, the cells within our individual bodies and the cells between our bodies. So you and I, even across this pond called the Atlantic, our our cells are constantly in communication with each other. So our cells are singing to each other as in the form of light. So that relates back to uh, show number one, science proves we are beings of light. Right. And when we are in higher light, or higher thought, everything is energy, everything is light. When we are in higher light or higher thought, we are in love, meaning within our own being, we are connected to the frequency of love. And it actually Mm. can show up on, I'm I'm not going to use the right word, photography, curling photography. In other words, research is showing that it shows up in your chemistry being in that space of higher light or love. So when you bring love to anything, your pet, even your favorite easy chair that you sit in, is it possible to love something inanimate? In my world, absolutely, because everything is energy. Everything has consciousness. So maybe say just a little bit about that, Ruth, then we'll roll into the promo and then see if there's any light colors. Well, there's a wonderful book by Dr. Amit Goswami called The Self-Aware Universe. And Mm. he is a quantum physicist. And his hypothesis, his theory of how the universe, you know, is, is that everything is consciousness. First and foremost, everything comes from consciousness and goes back to consciousness. And so, of course, that includes the, uh, the material that our inanimate objects, like a brick or a rock, are, are made of. They've also, at some point, arisen from consciousness, so they must have uh, some element of consciousness in them, though it might not be what we would relate to as human beings. Mm. And he and and wasn't he in what the bleep do we know, Ruth? He was, yes, he was the Indian yes. doctor, oh, little yes. flat cat. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the way, listeners, an awesome um, video to watch. I think you can pick it up on YouTube. What the bleep do we know? Awesome, awesome. So here we go, Ruth, and then we'll go to a promo and see who's here. If you are really ready for a quantum leap in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, or relationally, visit AnyaSophiaMan.com. Visionary Intuitive Coaching and Consultant. AnyaSophiaMan.com. I'll see you there. Are you ready? 
And yes, listeners, you know, my tagline, what I believe in the most is that a new perspective is a new reality. And if we can shift our perspective on, on whatever is in our field, personally or professionally, create a new view of it, you will create a new reality. It will naturally happen. So where were we? Um, oh, yeah, what the bleep do we know? What the bleep do we know? Mm. And also, let's move a little bit into Christiane Northrup Bruce in the research you picked up on her material. Well, yeah, Christiane Northrup um, is, is a doctor, as everybody knows, quite a famous doctor who's, who's written quite a lot on alternative healing, um, excuse me, integrative medicine. And she's written in her blog an article called Healing with Divine Love. Healing with Divine Love. I thought that was amazing for an MD to actually write about healing with divine love, to actually come from that perspective. But she's, uh, she was looking at a book called Surviving Chaos, Healing with Divine Love, a Spiritual Energy Healing Process. And that book was written by an engineer and a scientist called Robert G. Fritchie. And Christiane Northrup says it's one of the most practical, simple, and exciting manuals for healing that she's ever found. So that's, uh, that's how she described it. So basically what happened is that um, Dr. Fritchie studied energy with another doctor, Dr. Vogel, who was from IBM. And so Dr. Vogel of IBM originally studied crystal technology for, for use in radios and computers and TVs. But he then, when they started to work together, he sent Dr. Fritchie to study with physical healers and shamans and other faith based teachers and he found that all effective healing comes about when we invoke the power of divine love and that it's the most powerful healing force available to us isn't it amazing when engineers and scientists and doctors are telling us this this is great fantastic Ruth fantastic what caught my attention, Ruth, is, is when you made reference to that he was studying crystals. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, you did, yes. Okay, and so then what that brings to my mind is that all of, um, you know, listeners, you can Google this, the crystalline body, crystalline body. You know, it's, it's, it's being said now that our bodies are moving from carbon-based to a crystalline body. And basically, we are transmitters of love and light. That is what we are. We receive it and we transmit it. And that our bodies are shifting into this crystalline structure. And this is what, this is what crystals do. That's a whole nother show, Ruth. That would excite me. I've always been attracted to crystals. For example, crystals can hold your intention and, and, and emanate those intentions out into the field, out into the quantum field, really. So, so love, love. What is, what is love? First of all, look, what is love to you? That's the most important thing. I think often, um, Ruth, people get caught in the idea of romantic love um, as opposed to, let's say, divine love or, <clears throat> excuse me, or moving into compassionate love and compassion, which is love and action or Self-love, having compassion for self. You know, there's a 
there's almost a gentle strength to it when you think about it. No matter what we're going through in our lives, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, relationally, spiritually, we'll pick any one of them. When we bring love to it, it changes it. As opposed to being in lower thought vibrations, you know what's wrong with me? How come this? How come? I, oh, you know we can all feel that, myself included, when I drop to that level, I can feel it right in my body, and everything in my body is saying, you know, stop, stop those thoughts. You know, it doesn't feel good. Raise your thoughts, raise your vibration, move into the space of love, and looking for where is the, where is the love in all of it? Where can you lay love on something? I don't know. Let's take finances. Where can you bring love into that? For example, loving the freedom that comes with money or comes with your finances. Start there. Equate the money to the freedom that you feel and pour some love on that. That is what shifts the frequency. So now we're back again, Ruth, to what is love? Love is a feeling. Love is a frequency. So let's look a little bit more, Ruth. Can you put some solid roots to that in some of the research? Well, I'm just I'm smiling at everything you said about, about the crystalline body and us being crystals because it's right here in this same blog by, by Dr. Christiane Northrup. She says, though Dr. Fritchie and Vogel originally worked with crystals as energy transmitters, it later became clear that we don't need crystals. I'm reading this from the blog right now. She says, yeah. we are crystals and yeah. each of us is capable of sending and receiving divine love. She says divine love is a powerful energy of unconditional caring that emanates Mm -hmm. throughout the universe from our creator. Yes. Yes. That's very beautiful. Very beautiful, Ruth. And so no matter what label, folks, that you're, you're using for creator, source energy, God, Goddess, Jesus, well, whatever words you're using for where you are in your journey in life, use the word that resonates most for you, God, divine. You'll know it. You'll feel it. You'll, you'll feel it right inside of you. What is the word that resonates with you now? And tap into that energy and allow that to pour through you. For example, when I think about Christ or Christ consciousness or the Christed one, for example, there is a light that that just lights up my inner world in that moment, just at the thought of Christ consciousness and, and what it must be to hold that frequency and be that frequency of love and light. And for someone else, it, it, it might be Buddha. And for me, if I look to the energy of Buddha, it's a Oh, it's um, hmm. it's quiet. <laughs> that's all, you know. That's how I can describe that feeling for me. It's quiet. It's solid and quiet, peaceful, still, and vibrant all at the same time. So maybe say a bit about that, Ruth. Frequency, well, I'm, really I'm not... energy. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
I'm thinking of Dr. Valerie Hunt, who did the research many, many Ooh, years yeah. ago now on, on different frequencies in, in different um in different people, but I forget the actual frequencies that she said now. Did she say that an ordinary average person is something like 600 megahertz or something like that? And then yeah. she she actually yeah. measured the frequency of really highly advanced meditators. And there was something like mm. 1,200 or even 3,000 megahertz. But I forget the actual numbers, so don't quote me on those, folks. Go Google it and check for yourself. But uh, it was a significant difference. That's the whole point from like the unordinary person being about 500 or something to like way, way up into the thousands. So we're talking about right. beings who've learned to um, abide. I think of that saying from, from Christ, they made a song from it, abide with me. And it's that, that ability to actually rest and, and mm-hmm. live in that frequency. They don't kind mm-hmm. of have the fluctuations in frequencies that we do at our, our level of uh, development. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. There's so much to chat about with that. So, Ruth, let's check in. Um, Do we have any callers? Where are we? Okay. So this is 9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9010-9
you know, it's about it's about Sarah, Sarah, living her version of life. Does that make sense to you a little bit? Yes. Okay. But, um, now I'm struggling with. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So now what's going to happen is you're going to start to pay attention to, well, what really is authentic to me, what really causes me to feel good and not feel good, and choosing, I'm going to go with whatever causes me to feel good. That's the most important thing right now. For example, if you have a thought, oh, I'm going to call my friend Mary, uh, that doesn't feel good. Sit with yourself for a moment. Take a couple deep breaths and say, what about it doesn't feel good? Certainly it isn't Mary. It'll always be about you. Everything is about us, not the people around us or the situations around us. They are just benevolent messengers, not good, not bad, waking us up to who we truly are. So now back to Mary. You get a thud in your stomach when you think about calling her. What about that is about me is your big question. What about that is about me? And perhaps you might find, if you sit with it and breathe, is that, wow, when I speak to Mary, I'm really only about 25% of who I really am. I only show up about 25% of who I really am. And that just doesn't feel good. Things like that will start happening when you move onto the path or Sarah Lane where you get to be authentically you. So you're discovering who and what that is. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And so now, Sarah, I really want you to consider making, you know, later in your journal, make a circle and, you know, look at the pieces of the pie. You're going to cut it in segments like you were cutting pieces of the pie. And the categories um, that I want you to consider, by the way, you can go back and listen to this on the recording when you go back on the archives and listen. The categories in the pie. And folks, um, you know, listeners, friendly listeners, get out your journal. Here you go. Practical tips, tools, and techniques coming here. Slice your pie into these categories. Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, and relationally. Again, that's mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, relationally. Get those pieces of the pie, Sarah, and I want you every day to start to rate them. For example, on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, meaning Wow, you're pretty congruent. You're, you know, you're feeling really good about, you know, your spiritual part of life. And then you move to, let's say, relationally. Oh, you're feeling like that's maybe a three, if ten were the highest. Start to rate yourself, like, for example, once a week in the beginning. Later, as you go along, you can go once a month. This pie or this circle of life, is going to give information back to you as to where you need to focus your energy. Now, the reason I brought this in as an idea, uh, as a practical thing for you to be doing is, as I heard you speaking, 
about what is going on for you in life. You got it going on, girlfriend, in a whole lot of different areas. Your relationships are shifting, your work is shifting, and so on and so on and so on. Actually, I'm excited for you. Perfect. Perfect. So for you, it may it might feel like those segmented pieces of the pie, you know, it things aren't going well in this area, that area, boom, 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 boom. What I want for you to entertain is the idea that all the same, it's all something, there's an undercurrent to all of it that's shifting. The sense that I get is authentic, probably for the first time. Something in you wants to get real. And what I mean by that is, is getting real with what is. For example, you mentioned your ex. You're having a little bit of, you know, difficulty there. Get real with it. What I mean by that is, is in my world, Sarah, the only thing that I know that is real is love. If you go inside... Love is what's real. What is love? It is a feeling and it feels good. If you don't feel good when you think about love, which is the only thing that's real, then it's because you're resisting something. For example, let's use your ex. They had to have been a single moment in time where you experienced what is real with your ex. There had to have been some degree, some form of love. Would you agree or not with that? Yes. Now, all the other stuff, let's just call it that stuff, and all the respect to the stuff, focus on what was real. There was, is, will always ever be love. Love never dies. Love is who we are. And if love brings us into relationship with another person for a moment or for a lifetime, focus only on the love that was shared. And if you do that, Sarah, and listeners, I know in my own life, and it's universal law, actually, something will begin to shift in that situation or in that person because you are holding the vibration or the frequency or the higher thought, the higher light of the vibration of love. Can you relate with that at all, Sarah? Yes. That is very beautiful, Sarah. My heart just got real touched when I heard you say that. Yes, that tells me how willing you are to start to shift. Now, does that mean you're going to call them up and tell them how much you love them and you want to get back together? That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you're getting real with what is and you're acknowledging where the love was in your life on all levels, okay? For example, you're having struggle, you mentioned again. So in my world let's say you're around the coaching and moving into the arena of coaching, you say struggles again. Just remember, 
the working definition for struggling is you are resisting something. You are resisting what is. Yeah? So just notice, what am I resisting? What am I resisting? And so now let's go to the coaching piece. I cannot think in this moment of a profession that will align you more with who you really are than in coaching. And I believe after you know, being on faculty for Coach University for three and a half years, coaching for decades, et cetera, et cetera, I believe each and every one of us, Sarah, just like you, absolutely is coaching every day in every way. Our whole lives were coaching. Now, can we get more skillful and better at it? Absolutely. And I believe that's where we're all going. We are going to move into um, Thomas Leonard, the founder of Coach University. You know, I thought he nailed it when he gave the label that coaching is an advanced form of communication. And I believe that's where we are all going as we open up to the new energies of the new world and become more authentic and higher in our thought, more real with the love of who we really are. Our language will change and our language will change as an evidence that our thoughts about a person, place, or situation are shifting. And for you, just the work that you're beginning to do around checking in on what do you value? What, what are you value? Are, are your values? You're starting to align with walking down, you know, Sarah Lane. You know, you're learning, wow, I love the color purple. I love green with purple. You're learning who Sarah is by going down Sarah Lane and being true to who that being is awakening to be within you. Does that make sense, Sarah? Yes, it does. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. If you're willing. Let me just take some more, Sarah. Hold on. <coughs> Hold on, thanks. Mm. Ah, Sarah, you've got to use your voice, sweetheart. (laughs) You know, I can feel you in my throat chakra. Don't take that the wrong way. What I'm saying is I'm highly empathic, and I can feel people's energy. Does it make sense that you don't always voice what you feel? Hmm. Yes. That was beautiful to hear you say that yes, because that yes had a nice frequency to it. So awesome, great. So here you go. You're on your path, Sarah Lane. And when Sarah is on Sarah Lane, Sarah speaks what's true for her. Yeah? You ready for that? Um, uh. Aha, there you go, right there. That's been the part of the issue. Now you know why, folks why I said to Sarah and why I was choking up there a little bit in my throat chakra, you know, it's it's scary. It's a little threatening to speak what you're truly feeling, true or not, for you. That's a question, Sarah, true or not, for you to speak what you're truly feeling. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel that... Um, um, 
I don't want to voice what I feel because it's not um, maybe the most productive or the nicest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it is, but um, it's not time and place or it's not what... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Right. So... So to begin practicing these ideas, Sarah, I truly, truly mean this. It, you will be well served to get a journal, some form of whatever is a journal for you, and start voicing through the written word your truth. I hate life or I hate him, whatever. Start to allow yourself to use the words in your journal. Something will begin to open for you. Yeah? Yeah? Yes. Okay. Now, now I'm going to come in with something that may be a new idea for you, Sarah, and, and for our listeners as well. And thank you for being here, Sarah. Nice. Let's look at nice. I'm going to invite okay. you, Sarah, to... Yeah, I'm going to invite you, Sarah, to lose the idea of being nice. Nice gets you in a whole lot of trouble, meaning when you start being nice for other people, you're not being nice to you. That's a big one to sit with as an idea. When you start being nice to other people, you start being nice to you. And by nice, I mean, well, I'm not going to say that or, you know, I'm not going to bring forth my idea around this or that because, you know, maybe it won't be nice. Lose that idea and be nice to you only. And what that looks like is this. You'd say to the person, you know, I'm really new at this and I'm not really comfortable, but I want to speak my truth on that topic. I actually disagree. I I don't disagree with you as a person. I disagree with the idea around that topic. It it just really doesn't resonate for me. And I just wanted to share that with you. you. Do you hear the difference in that, Sarah? I was not being nice. I was being truthful. And I was not disrespecting the other person either. I was being real nice to myself just then. Can can you see the distinction there for you? Um, yes? Sometimes, yes. Yes. So where are you right now in what we've, the little bit that we've shared and the little time that we've had together. Where are you right now? What's going on for you? Has anything shifted? I'm still the same. Where are you? Just let the listeners know. And it's okay to say nothing Nothing feels different. Has anything shifted for you? Um, there's just a lot of curiosity and um, some some thinking that I want to do about some of the yes. questions that you raised. Yes. So. yes, beautiful. That shows you're very open-minded and open-hearted. And by the way, continue to say nice things because I have your address. I know you live on Sarah Lane, so I'll come get you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just bringing humor in. I can't help myself sometimes, Ruth, right? <laughs> okay, so... That's awesome, Sarah, Sarah, that you're open, you're open-minded, you're open-hearted, you're willing to start 
sitting with some of the ideas that have been brought forward and what is most to remember is if you're struggling, if it feels like struggle, it's because you're resisting something. And just a reminder again, if you are resisting something, you are resisting what's real. You're resisting, you're arguing with reality. And the only thing that's really real is how you feel. Love is what's real. And that's what you keep your focus on. Can you be with that? Can you be with that? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah, for even though you didn't expect to jump into the circle and be coached, thank you so much for doing that. You're courageous and you are absolutely on the path of living authentically. Keep your feet walking down Sarah Lane. And Ruth, let's see, where are we? Shall we um, jump in? If there's another caller, I'll continue our dialogue. I also want to mention both of that, Ruth, because I'm thinking of Sarah right now. And Sarah, next week's show is Afraid to Love Again, How Broken Hearts Can Heal and Love More. Again, that's Afraid to Love Again, How Broken Hearts Can Heal and Love More. I believe that's a, a journey for all of us. And by the way, I also, too, I want to dedicate this show. I want to dedicate this show to all of us who have loved and experienced loss. It's painful and all of the things that go with. We've experienced love and we've experienced loss. I want to dedicate this show to all of us who have experienced that. The idea here is in shifting our perspective, and again, a new perspective is a new reality. Focus on the love that was real and get your attention off of the loss. Yes, it's true. Maybe the person is not physically there in your, you know, in your field anymore. But focus on the love because that's really what was real and that was the purpose of you coming together. Whether it's a pet, your job, I loved my job, or your car that, you know, got cracked up and you're like, oh, I love that car. Focus on what was real and that is the love. So, Ruth, where are we going from here? Mm. Well, we don't have any new calls. Okay, Ruth, let's move to the article um, Love is a feeling, a connection, a knowing. That's an article I wrote. You will have access to links to it when you go to the website anyasofiaman.com. And Ruth, I'm just looking at the opening sentence to that. When you fall in love, you are falling in love with yourself in the eyes of the other. It is love coming back to you. So, Entertain that as an idea, folks, when you look into the eyes of another person, a child, a pet, a lover. It's yourself that you're falling in love with through the eyes of the other person. It's, that's a lot to take in, I'm sure, especially if you're hurting around loss. But maybe just take a read of that article. And no one, no one is putting anything, you know, into your mind. We're just 
entertaining ideas here. And the more you can expand and open up around ideas and concepts and questions like, do we even know what love really is and how can love heal? The answer is really simple. It's the love that does the healing. Ruth maybe say a little bit about Love Heals, the um, quantum moment, correction, quantum journey that's on the website. Oh, it's a it's a very beautiful quantum journey uh, that Anya has Anya has done a voiceover to some beautiful music on healing uh, de- designed for for people who are experiencing loss and bereavement. Actually, Anya had somebody particular in mind when she recorded it, but it's very helpful for everybody who's experienced any kind of loss. It's a very healing uh, and very beautiful piece to just you know kick back, put the headphones on, listen to it. I think one of the first people who heard it emailed back right away and said, oh, Anya, what did she say? Thank you for sending this. I just melted into my my headphones when, when I heard it. And Love Heals is now available for everybody to listen to at clearlight.substack.com. And it is open for everyone, so please share it. There is a link to it from the bottom of this podcast page. So please send it to your friends. Let everybody know. Mm. Yeah, it is. So um, I wonder, Ruth, shall we move into um, actually doing a quantum moment right now and see what comes? Simply I'm going to open up, expand my consciousness, connect in with the collective and let the words flow through me. And you can find these on... These quantum moments are all available on Anya's YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube, just search for Anya Sophia Mann and there'll be a link at the bottom of this podcast page on clearlight.substack.com. And then check in with them throughout the week and it's just really, it's, the purpose is to bring you into an inner journey and bring some stillness into your life for just a couple of minutes. Mm. So let's move into that now, Ruth. If, if um, now it's the perfect time for that, and you know, let's let's just sit back, folks. If you're driving, then you want to pay attention to your driving. But if you're not, just let your eyes just let your eyes close for a moment. Are you breathing? Are you breathing? Let your breath breathing be the answer to that question. Are you breathing? And just relax to the degree that you can, and let's see what words come. You are the center of your own universe. Everything, everyone, and all situations that are swirling around you in your universe are there to wake you up into the knowing that you are love. You may not feel it at times. You are love. Unfolding, flowering, just like a flower 
You are a flower of the energy of love and light. You are the center of your own universe. Why? Oh, you, your own universe. You are the center of it. Everything is revolving around you. There's light and love. Imagine this new idea that in a co-creative universe, we are here to love each other through our experiences by being the love that we are. If you just reflect on your life for a moment with this idea, we are all walking each other home. Home to who we really are as love. Let your heart begin to feel the warmth of the glow of the flame of love and light that's right in the center of your heart. Touch your heart with your finger. Just make little circles right in the area of your heart. And entertain the idea with these words that I am love. Loving you right now. Wow, huh? Ooh, that feels good, Ruth. <laughs> mm, wow, I can feel the connection to how we are all so connected through that vibration of love, Ruth. And the music, that music was so beautiful, Ruth. Just to let the listeners know, yes, that was a piece called Dream Culture by Kevin McLeod. Ah. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, listeners, if <clears throat> I, how many quantum moments are on now, Ruth? Let's get how many? Um, that that will be number ten that, that we've just done now, and that will be up later. Okay, great. So that folks, you can collect these. They're free. They're available to you. You can collect these and just go as guided, you know, and pick any one and, and take just a couple of minutes and listen to it. When you come home from work or get up in the morning or just before bed, just to bring it back home to you, home to who you really are. And on that note, Ruth, I'm going to move into um, just sharing with you folks um, on life 
lifecoachingmagazine.net. Again, lifecoachingmagazine.net. I'm sharing the tenets, one by one, the tenets, um, from a book that I wrote a chapter in. And all the information about that is there. And it just turned out to be 44 beautiful tenets on, on how to live a conscious journey. And then after that, Ruth, maybe you can share that that also is, is a beautiful ebook that's available. The pictures are outstanding. So here we go. Let's see what comes. And I never know what it is, Ruth. So let's see as we choose this one for today how it fits into all that we've, you know, had conversation about. So here we go. In the light of a new day, Conscious Journey Tenet scene of 44. In the light of a new day, we can hear the timeless message from then to now. One is all. All is one. You are the one in everyone. We are different expressions of energy. We vibrate at different rates. We are much better together than apart. I am that. I am. Did you hear in that, Ruth? Mm, beautiful. Yes. Again, we would. How perfect are these? You would think that they've been written specifically for today's show. We were only talking earlier on, weren't we, about resonance and frequency and how we all vibrate at different rates. And here it is, right uh-huh. here, we vibrate at different rates. <laughs> right and, here. And the picture is outstanding. Um, in this moment, Liz, I'm trying to re- recollect where that was. Does it, does it, I, see, I believe see. you were in Wales. I believe you were oh, in the UK right. in Wales when you took that picture. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh. So, Ruth, shall we weave a little bit? Let's look at the different shows that we've done. Today's topic, do we even know what love really is and how can love heal? And let's see if we can start to wrap and weave all of the shift in perspective of how we might see that looking back over the different shows that we've done, as you so brilliantly do, Ruth. Well, if, you know, if there's been one theme to your mm-hmm. work in all the years that I've known you, Anya, which is over 12 years now, I would say it's love. I would say it's yes. love. And the work that I've seen you do with people, in, you know, in individuals and in workshops, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, feedback, what people really say about their experience after they've, they've worked with you, is um, it's this shift from fear to love. That love is the theme. And I remember you yeah. saying many, many years ago that there is only one love. That really stuck in my mind from you from, from years ago, that our mind separates things out. So that's yeah. been the theme that we can see when we look yeah. back over, over all the shows, right from that first show, you know, is, is DNA the next internet and looking at, looking at the, the, you know, the emissions of light from the cells and then show number two where we're looking at empathy and emotions. That's what our mind does. Our mind separates it out. Our mind says that's light and that's emotions. And, and yet really it is all love. That's what it is. It's all yeah. love. 
And mm. so there you are in show number three, you brought in, are you an empath? You know, is it possible to feel other people's feelings? Well, if it's all love and there's only one love, that's how we're doing it, isn't it? We're all co- it's right. love that connects us. And then in show number four, difficult relationships, how to navigate difficult relationships. Again, many years ago, I remember when you were coaching me, Anya, you said that you would create the space, you know, take a breath, and in that space, you would stop and ask, what would love do? What would Uh, love do here? You have said that many times. I remember you saying it to me when you were working with me, Anya. What would love do here? And, you know, if we did nothing else but stop, I remember, you know, your granny might say, stop, stop and count, to, you know, uh, zip your lip and count to ten before you react to somebody. <laughs> and you, in that, while you're doing that, you can ask, what would love do here? Punch right. somebody on the nose? No, I don't think so. <laughs> while you're counting right. to ten, you'd stop and ask, what would love do? <laughs> I can right. hear your voice saying that in many situations. I can hear your voice saying, what would love do? Mm-hmm. So then... Show number five, you brought in the, the spectrums of consciousness, the multidimensional you, you know. So, again, you were just then talking about frequencies. So, it's exactly what you said on today's show, Anya. There's one love, but there's, it's like a rainbow. It's one light, but we see different shades of color yes. in that light. So, that's yes. what you mean by a spectrum. Yes. So, we see yes, different shades of love. Yeah, absolutely. You know? so, it, so, so, as you continue... But just before, I want to bring in, you know, what would love do now? If you ask a child under the age of seven, I mean, you probably wouldn't even need to ask it because they would already be acting from the space of just, you know, clear mind, pure heart. But as you get older, seven, eight, nine, and, you know, now all the conditioning's happening, you know, the familial conditioning, societal conditioning, and... You know, ask a question of a seven or an eight-year-old. What would love do? What do you mean, what would love do? They're not my mother or father. I don't love them. Do you see the separation is already happening? And they're not viewing themselves as love. The love Mm. that connects all of us as one human family, spirit having a physical experience, the energy, the the energy of love, the mist of love that mists all of us already because we're not teaching our children to the degree that we could, and I'm sure many of us are, but across the board to the degree that we could, that you are love, you are light. And what would love do? Love would, love would put the gun down. Love would take back the mm-hmm. words that they just said to another and po- apologize. Sorry, you know, I, you know, I separated in that moment. Sorry. You know, we, we are all walking each other home, home to the love, the knowing of the love that we are. So, yeah, Ruth, maybe a little bit more weaving. Yeah, well, the thing that comes up is another phrase that I heard you say a long time ago, and um, and it was a really difficult one to understand that um, that anger is a form of love, that that it's the same thing, and that was really difficult to get for a long time. I think a lot of people won't get that. But if everything, like Dr. Goswami said, in the universe, if everything in the universe is consciousness, if everything in the universe is love, mm-hmm. then everything, even anger, arises out of love. And I remember mm-hmm. you working in 
one workshop in particular, a great big man, I think he was a, an ex-cop or something, great big hard man, and you were working with him, and he dissolved in a most beautiful way in the workshop, not like uh, in a weak way, like he, he didn't like buckle under, but he just... <laughs> People say the journey from the head to the heart is the longest journey, but you mm. really, in that workshop, demonstrated that he'd never left, and that's what he realized. We, we think we have when we get stuck in our heads, but we yes. really are still in, in the heart at the same time. Yes. Maybe, you'll, yes. Yes. You know, maybe we'll go into that a little bit more next week, but yes. in next week's show. Because this is a month of I love have... here, isn't it, Anya? Uh, yes, this it is. This is the month of love here on Quantum Alchemy Radio. <laughs> I actually remember that situation, and the person was expressing, in the emotional release work, the person was expressing, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate. Mm. And so basically where, where it became the recognition of the truth is, I love, I really love. It happened to be an ex. I really, I really love, and I'm hurt, and I'm disappointed, and I'm angry. And that's why I'm spewing forth all of these hate emails and whatever. It's underneath. Underneath, it's really love. It's love. Mm. It's the disconnection from that that you're no longer connected to that feels horrible in your system. And that's when the body, you know, you start, I hate you. I know in direct proportion to a person hating, they love equally because the energy is so strong there. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do remember. Yeah, and he did dissolve in the truth in his own recognition, not because of me and, you know, but because he recognized the words I was using or the tone or the look in my eye. He felt that love that I could see he had for his ex. He felt that and dissolved into the love, light, and truth of that. It was a beautiful moment, beautiful moment. Mm. Speaking of beautiful I just want to say, listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us, raising your consciousness, awakening and shifting your perspective on all the little things become the big things in life so that your view of your world begins to open up even more from the love, the light, the heart of who you are. This is what is going to make our world a more harmonious and better love-filled environment to live in. Harmony is what we all want, and harmony really is who we are. Our bodies are always trying to harmonize to the highest state of wellness or the highest frequency of love to be the love that you are. Ruth, thank you so so much for being an amazing co-host and i invite you folks come on back and next week's show is help me out Ruth. afraid to love again how broken right. hearts can heal and love more right right yes mm, i can feel the hurt and the pain there and again folks the reason for that is you're not connected to the love so that's the shift in perspective today is connect to the truth of the love that was, is, and will always be there. It's an energy. It cannot ever change. It goes on. It is what is creating who we really are, which is love, love in expression, love in action. So we'll see you next time, folks. Really, 
look forward to having you with us on the show next time. Bye. Now you can also read Anya's unconventional poetry, prose and musings at clearlight.substack.com. Thank you for listening to the Quantum Alchemy Radio Show. Join us again as hosts, guests, and callers create a new, different, and timely show. We invite you to be the shift that wants to happen in the world. Thank you.